Okay, guys, welcome to episode 14 of the BJJ 101 Storeroom Podcast. Today, we have an awesome guest, Fabio. Fabio, how do I pronounce your last second name? How do I pronounce it? Uh, because I'm making mistakes. Almeida, yeah. yeah. But is it Giamade or? It's the Almeida. Yeah, Giamade. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I, I confuse sometimes in the second name and get a few mistakes. Um, we normally start with like a pretty simple question. Um, like, just introduce yourself a little bit, like your history. Um, you know, where you grew up and then also where you kind of started jiu-jitsu, where you were introduced to Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Okay. Um, I'm from Brazil, from Rio de Janeiro. Um, I started jiu-jitsu a bit late. So I wish I started before, but I started about 25 years old. I'm 47 now. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I used to do uh, Muay Thai in Rio and then someone, just my mate, started the jiu-jitsu. I wanted to try some jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. Then I went there. Um, to Nova União, in Flamengo, with André Pederneiras. Yeah. And used to train with Babu, that came here a few years ago to do some seminar for us, yeah. Fabiano Freitas, in the morning. And yeah, I just love straight away. The environment was much better, I don't know, because I come from Muay Thai, which, which is just so different, and I love it that they, they you know, make friends. And, and then what happened is uh, I've been there for a couple of years with uh, the day and and Fabian, and then I had to go to England. Yeah. Yeah, so I spent about three years in England, always with that in the back of my mind, I wanna, wanna train, but you know, busy life, and in that three years in England, I probably put the gear two or three times with mates yeah. there. Back then was the, I think the only, that was 20 years ago, I think even Roger wasn't there. I'm yeah. not sure, but it was very quiet to shoot there back then. And then three years there, then back to Rio for another year or so, and then I come to Australia. Mm. So when you put it together, it's that three years plus maybe two years in Rio, plus another maybe two or three years here in Australia. Yeah. Until I started drawing, I got back. And then yeah. I contacted Eduardo, and I've been here for maybe about seven years now, yeah. eight years. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're, so you're a brown belt now as well, so you've been yeah. training for a while. Let's just go like all the way back. Like, how, What was your childhood and stuff like that in, in Brazil and everything? Well, in Rio, um, well, my mom, my 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 mom, my mom was always very keen to sports. So yeah. she, five, six years old, I was already doing swimming. Then by eight, nine years old, bit of judo, okay. which is a very common in Brazil. Yeah. Did you do that with school as well? Or did with you school? Okay. Yeah. It's pretty where much. Where did you do, Fabio? Where? At the judo. Yeah. Where? Where? Which academy or club? No, I was in the school. I was in oh, a, I was... yeah. What's the name of the school? The school is uh, Franco Brasileiro, which is Argentina. Yeah. yeah, they used to have a bit judo program there. Yeah. Every school. Yeah. yeah, every school. Yeah, yeah. and we we done a little bit. I actually didn't like much, to be very honest. No, yeah. I just don't like to be thrown. But I was very into soccer in that in that stage. Yeah. So I was a bit of fight with my mom about that. So anyway, after say twelve years old, thirteen years old, I stopped all that. Did a bit of sports, continue with my life, and. Um, Found when, the girls more interesting. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. That, that lifestyle rich and it was a <laughs> So you got lost on the teenager ages, like in terms of sports? Like you, you, of didn't st- you didn't st- you stopped doing sports, like yeah. a bit more serious because there was a yeah, lot of Yeah, but I do in a school in Rio is a lot of soccer going on. Yeah. So there's a lot of soccer, not only in the school, but out of school. You know, yeah. There was a lot of soccer going on in all my, my youth days. Mm. But then, you know, when I, I think because in Rio, in Rio de Janeiro is... Fights is a lot of uh, martial arts. Is, is quite big there. Everyone yeah. talk about all your mm-hmm. mates. So in my classroom, say thirty people, 
10 boys do martial arts. So, someone do Muay Thai, Judo, Jiu Jitsu. Jiu Jitsu was quite big in the 90s. Mm. So, um, everyone talking about, and then I ended up back to Muay Thai to do some martial arts. And my Muay Thai was about 20, early 20s. So, you stopped around like 12, 13, playing yeah. soccer, Jiu Jitsu, Judo, and everything. And then you started again at. Yeah, early 20s, early 20s I started Muay Thai. What made, you, what made you want to go back there? Um, <clears throat> I think it was. Like self-defense, like yeah, safety? Yeah, self-defense. And, and the fact that, uh, you know, like in Rio, it's about, it's, it's about uh, everyone was doing it, you know, and then yeah. you feel like you're a bit behind. Missing out or something. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, it was a bit rough, to be honest. And you yeah. sort of feel like you need some martial art to, to stand out a little bit. Yeah. Especially because I've never been little. I've always been a bit, a bit bigger. And then that, you know, uh, people... You know, when you see you a bit bigger than average, people always want to, you know, have a go on you. I okay. feel like that. Yeah. And I feel like I need to do something about it. And yeah. yeah. Like, so so where, did you, where did you start doing the Muay Thai stuff you were talking? Was it at the Novo Nyao gym as well? Or was it like a... No, no. <coughs> there was in the same year. in They used to have this uh, academy called Naja. Very famous. Very famous. Very famous, yeah. yeah. Muay Thai school. I had a mate doing there as well. I said, oh, let's come. Let's have a go. I really liked in the beginning. Yeah. For the first year or couple of years, I really like because, you know, you get fit and you get, you know, you get strong and I, I really enjoy it. But like I said, then after a while, we start, people said, oh, let's compete. And I went to see one competition. Of my time. That's what, that's what bring me down. And I, I was so the boys, the environment was like a war for mm. the first time I, I seen to something like that. And then when I see the guys actually having a goal, the fighting was a proper fight, man. But mm. talking about... You know, shins on shins, and it was very full on. And that, I said, nah, I don't want to do that. So I stepped back a bit. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, had, we had another student that used to train here. He talked about doing Muay Thai, Pedro, about. Mm-hmm. And he, man, he said, like, during his fight and all this stuff back in Brazil, like, you know, he he was, you know, doing the fight, whatever, and someone's, like, put, he got dropped, I think, with a punch, and then once someone from the crowd on the, around the ring seating him and stuff like that, and he has to get back up. Very rough, yeah, very yeah. rough. And uh, the competition used to be at the academy. So you have people come from Hall Ridge and there, and it's in a commercial gallery. Mm. And it's just like a lot of people rough. And, and when you see the action, it was just full on. It was just very full on. People actually getting broken nose yeah, and stuff. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah it was very full the on. The thing that I think that I can't connect with, because I've never seen it, but like the, the amount of the people in the crowd and the animosity from the people in the crowd. And you've talked about with Tony to do with jiu-jitsu and people chanting and screaming like, man, that was... And, and you see, and you watch like um, Henzo and stuff like that doing MMA and then people in the crowd fighting and all this stuff as well, watching like... That's something that most people from a Western country have never been, you know, exposed to or that experienced. And that's, yeah. I mean, the environment of like, man, it's like a group of people from this gym and a group of people from that gym and this like animosity and tension in the, in the room and stuff. Like. And the rivalry before, like yeah. when you talk about like Nadia, for example, there was an area section at the beach in Rio where the guys from um, Luta Livre uh, would be in this section here and all everyone will be in this Those section. Yeah. The guys from Jiu-Jitsu will be in this section. The guys from uh, uh, Muay Thai will be in this section. There was like a imaginary line, you know okay, what I mean? Okay. Okay. And, and there was sort of very... Yeah, yeah, exactly. But there was very... Um, 
that was very confusing as well because you have friends. I had friends in other gyms, for example, in jiu-jitsu, like childhood friends. They train another, you know, and they start training and they have friends in that. But we're really good friends. And that was really strange because we felt uh, not right by supporting them in the competition. And they were your friend. Like, I mean, they was him and someone else that you never met before. Like, of course, you're going to support your friend, you know? Yeah. So there was a lot of conflicts in that. A lot. Um, I remember yeah. I remember when I left these guys because we saw in the same suburb and I went to Andre Pedernier. That too. Yeah. Very close, like maybe yeah. two k's from each other. Yeah. And I, I got, because back then was a, a belt system as well, and I got my first belt was a red belt. I talked to someone about it here and said, more time. more time. We don't have system. belts, but back yeah, then. Yeah, not ahead, yeah. Yeah, I got my red belt. So I was part of the team with the guys, and I left suddenly. And then I went to Jiu-Jitsu straight away. And then after a few months training with the guys, I was left in the gear with my, leaving the gear with my, the gym with my gi. And then I run into my coach, man, my old coach, my time. Mm. And then look at me, what are you doing? Like, he was so disappointed. Uh. Because this was what I'm saying. Um, Muay Thai was very connected with uh, Luta Livre, which is a kind of Brazilian yeah. wrestling. Yeah. And, and they're in the opposite side of Jiu-Jitsu. So they sort of have a bit of rivalry. So if you leave in Muay Thai, Luta Livre to do Jiu-Jitsu, you're part of another team, you know? And so he was a bit surprised. Yeah. And funny enough, that, that in my opinion, uh, put Brazil, like Brazilian MMA fighters at the beginning, uh, a little bit distant from MMA scene, like uh, in terms of technical terms, because uh, there was no so... Integration. No integration. Yeah, yeah. There was like, oh, if you go train Muay Thai, don't train here, you know what I mean? That's so right, yeah. they had to be almost like a, a guy, like a black, you know, black uh, black cat guy to go, no, no, I'm going to do both, you uh, know what I mean? Course, and stand yeah, up for himself yeah. and be, yeah, in conflict. Andre Pedernera is actually, in my opinion, was one of the pioneers in that situation 100%. in Brazil. Of like combining, combining yeah. them because... Uh, Successfully Pedro, as well. like Pedro Rizzo, which is one of the greats. Yeah. He, he's actually, his background, I believe, is uh, Luta Livre, isn't it? His background is actually uh, Luta Livre Muay Thai as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then he migrated to train some some wrestling with the uh, Andre Pedernera's guys. And then that the integration between them... Like the guy. Yeah. yeah. What 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 did that segregation come from? Like, because man, you can hear some really good podcasts with Hicks in and all this stuff when he talks. It's Hugo, it's Hugo Duarte, right? The Hugo guy, Duarte, that, yeah. the guy who's fought on the beach and yeah. a couple of times, like they stormed his gym and and all these types of things. Like, man, there's a very very interesting rivalry. But was it just to prove whose martial art was better? Like, is that I what it came so. from? There was a combination between prove what martial arts was better. There was a fundamental mm. conflict, but I think it was a bit of. Uh, there was in, in, in built on that there was a little bit of localism and certain areas. Yeah. So uh, Luta Livre was very big in two or three suburbs like Botafogo. That was their headquarters, yeah. right? Uh, you have Jiu Jitsu big in other areas. You have Muay Thai yeah. big in other areas. So it's almost like a a gang like a ganghood trying to prove that what we do it's is better. better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and both. Uh, you know, it's a ground, a ground fight, and they both think they are better in the ground yeah. fight. Yeah. Thanks God, all of them now have a lot of respect for each, each other. other yeah. All of them now actually appreciate the fact that that they that conflict brought them best out of themselves. So yeah. they have to always and be prepared, and train, improve the level of exactly. both as well. Yeah. I had the impression as well as something to do with socioeconomic back back to the 100%. days. 100%. Yeah. It used to be a bit more upper class, elite. Yeah. Than okay. 
100% I, I financially. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure if so I... So class-wise, like in I terms think of social, so, yeah. social class. 100%. These days, it's totally integrated. It's the same thing, but back to the days, it was a bit... 100%. So yeah, it was more. like people from a better background, upper financially, class. upper class, and Jeez. then literally they were you know, people right. with less less fortune. And, and it's very true what you're saying, Fab, because you think about that. You just mentioned that that, that, that their uh, front of union was the proposal <laughs> of MMA, and, 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 and he was actually the proposal of actually to uh, make jiu-jitsu more popular at the, the same time. The community of Mohazul. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Community of Mohazul. But he's actually... And uh, Novo was actually the combination with... Uh, there was André Pedernales and another guy at the beginning. And these other guy was actually from the suburbs. Like, yeah, exactly. very poor background, you know, yeah. like Mayer and other areas there. Mm-hmm. So it was the proposal of uh, uh, congregating all the martial arts into, like, towards MMA, gearing towards MMA. But it was actually, at the same time, open up for more... Uh, this favorable financially uh, background. That's too. Like a, that's like so a, he introduced. Yeah, so interesting. Like, he introduced to that kind of yes. class of people. A hundred percent. One of the proposals, <coughs> Fabio. Um, uh, we're talking about like you, you said about Muay Thai being like a bit rougher and Jiu Jitsu. You create. Um, you had a bit more um, synchrony with yourself, and you know you felt more at home. And I found that one of the biggest. Um, one of the biggest upsides of uh, upsides of jiu-jitsu is this Brazilian culture, right? That I think makes super interesting for people to uh, stay training jiu-jitsu for a long time and take away that um, it is only a fight and, oh, I'm going to win you. And um, part of the Brazilian culture, for example, I know, for example, you have mats in your home, right? So yeah. you, you might have people over. You go, okay, well, let's come for a barbecue. People come a little yeah. bit early. When you start putting the charcoals on, you have a little training session. You know what I mean? You finish. If you want to have a drink, you have a drink. If you want to have an apple, you have an apple. Yeah. But you have great meat and a great chat, you know. Mm-hmm. And like that kind of um, that kind of lifestyle is something that I think that a lot of people miss in life, you know. So mm-hmm. what are your thoughts? I mean, uh, how important is for you that kind of Brazilian culture? You're a very charismatic guy. You make friends just everywhere you go. And how important you think that this is like here at the gym in Australia, like to bring that part of the culture to people to experience? How important you think is that for jiu-jitsu around the world too? Well, I think it's essential. But if you think about the other martial arts, what other martial arts you can actually have a chat with a mate and sit at the beach at the sand and talk about and have a couple, you know, positions about and it's not involving a big deal. Because if you go, ah, let's talk about karate here at the beach and then you start to do... Or any other thing is a big thing. Jiu-Jitsu is a thing you can talk to a mate in a couple of minutes. You can, you know... You can go on the floor in short position like that. That's why we do this in home, isn't it? That's uh-huh. why we have a barbecue. Because it's doable. It's something you can do and can talk about and it's nice and it's pleasure. Yeah. That's interesting though. Like, I don't, what, why is it that those are martial arts that were never as, um, I don't know, just like sociable and, and like open to all this like other aspect of you know, connecting with another person and stuff like that. I don't know. I'm I, sure I'm sure they've had barbecues and stuff one before. One thing I think, yeah. <laughs> one thing I really think, uh, the, the jiu-jitsu region, you know, the environment at the gym is awesome. Yeah. Like, that we call Hezean. Yeah. It's when you finish the train and then you talk to a really mate chat. and you have a good chat. You know, in between the train, you have mm. a chat with all the respect. You know, of course, you have to respect mm. at the gym. You have to have all the roles and that. But... It's a way more relaxed. It's a, it's a very relaxed environment. And I think that culture, that Brazilian region, you know, 
relaxed culture. Mm. It kind of it's all around the world, I think. But but like, did you have the same type of like um, you know feeling when you did Muay Thai or other things as well? Not really. Yeah. So that I just don't know. Like, what what do you think changed? Is it? I look. It, it might be because when you do Muay Thai, when you do boxing, when you do other certain martial arts. Because you're not going a hundred percent. Because you can't. Yeah. If you don't go, if you go a hundred percent, everyone's going to get knocked out every training. That's it. They're going to get injured every training. Blah blah. blah. Whereas you know, it, it can't. Jiu-jitsu can be dangerous. There's times that there's you know you have to be careful and stuff. But I think because you can literally just go to the deck. Like man, you're going as hard as possible, and it's safe enough to do that. To do that multiple times a week. You know what I mean? At the end of it, you expressed all your emotion and aggression on the mat and all that's left over is you're just open to connecting with somebody else in like a caring, enjoyable way. You know what I mean? I think yeah. that might have something to do with it. Yeah, yeah. It definitely does, I believe so. Because like you said, uh, all the martial arts you train with each other and that hurts. It's just, you can be as intense as 95% yeah, you yeah, felt yeah. hurt yourself and hurt your partner. True, true. And and, and 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 just like what you're saying, Anton, like so even you're going hundred percent hard mm-hmm. and, 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 and going super hard, the chances of you hurting the other person are minimal. Yeah. If you go hundred percent in boxing, you're gonna hurt we're gonna yeah. hurt each other, you know what I mean? So you're gonna have bad feelings. Jiu-jitsu, you're gonna go hundred and ten percent and probably never gonna wanna get hurt. That's why I think it's good for kids. I agree. That's why I really think it's good for kids. Not putting any other martial arts down because uh, back to the days when I started Jiu-Jitsu, I thought, oh, Jiu-Jitsu is the best thing ever. Nothing yeah. else is good. But it's not like that. Mm. There's so many other good things. Yeah. Everything has a good point. Yeah. But in my opinion, Jiu-Jitsu for kids, that's why I tell everybody. I'm actually a bit annoying because I tell all my mates, oh, Jiu-Jitsu. Because <laughs> I think Jiu-Jitsu, the kid actually go to the, the hardest they can, to the proper things going on there. We mm. felt hurt each other. When they finish, they're happy. They're like, I saw my son coming back to Jiu-Jitsu this week after a while because mm. he's doing soccer. And then he had one role, and I haven't seen that face when he finished something in a long time. Because he was just, he done what he's supposed to do. He went there, he rolled fast, and he was, I don't know, he was that. And I said, man, that's why you want. You, you just have that in Jiu-Jitsu. Mm. Because you don't want to put an 11-year-old kid to fully punch <laughs> and kick someone. I don't know, people are doing talent, but... You know, we don't do this, you know, like uh, everywhere. Mm-hmm. And Jiu-Jitsu do it. They go to the very full intense with the little kids as normal. Yeah. That's probably the only martial arts you do that, I think. Yeah. Well, well, you know, Octavio talked about this as well. Like, it, it's such a unique thing because, like, it, uh, through all his studies and all these things that he's gone through in his life, and he has a lot of knowledge, and if, you know, anyone's interested, go and watch that podcast. But, man, it's the first form of communication that you learn as a as a, a living being. Before you can talk, before you can make sounds and do all this stuff, it's through touch and feeling and stuff like that. Correct. And it's an important way for people to express themselves and express their emotion. Yeah. And I think, you know, this definitely contributes to why it's such a connecting, strong, bonded brotherhood. And like we've had so many other people come on here and talk about how you know, they go to another country, they can't speak anything, they go to Germany or they go here and there, and the first thing they do is go and find a gym. Yeah. And they don't need to you'd be able to speak with them. They just go and train, and they yeah. have the same connection and the same enjoyment and all that. So I think it's really interesting, um, like, his point on that. It's like your first form of communication, and you're kind of reverting back to infancy, and, like, you can connect with people on that level and anybody on that level because that's how human beings behave. That's how human beings interact. 
totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's like a really interesting point that he kind of like mentioned before. Yeah. Agree. Agree. Yeah. So Fabio, um, talking about like kids and stuff like that, um, and we've, you know, you, but both of your, you know, son and daughter have both trained here at Gaha. They've also trained at um, a, a different Gaha as well. Um, both of them have competed and stuff like that before as well. Yeah. And they, you know, they train for a fairly long period of time. Yeah. Um, one thing I do want to kind of bring up is Eduardo mentioned this before we started as well, is that like, it, it's an important skill. All right. What you're, they're learning now to do jujitsu and to do all this stuff, but also they're going to learn certain like characteristics as a individual, as a, as a person on how to like deal with stress and, how to do like saying, oh man, it's intense training, whatever. Um, and we've had other, you know, we teach the kids like phone numbers and stuff. And we yeah. always explain like, oh, you know, you need to learn these things because we've had kids here, same thing. Like they've gotten lost at a rugby game. They've gotten lost in the supermarket yeah. and start crying. They don't know what to do. And what's that? All right, wait a second. I know, you know, because of the jujitsu training, they've memorized, like yeah. we do a little program where they memorize a mobile number or whatever. And then the police finds them and they're crying. They're like, oh, oh, where's your mom? Where's your mom? And, and you know, they're learning all these skills. And, you know, they tell the police officer the number. They call the mom. The mom comes and gets them. But something else that they're learning is how to deal with confrontation and stuff like that. And um, this is okay to bring up a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So um, your daughter, you know, has had yeah. some type of confrontation, you know, at a, you know, shopping center or out in public or whatever when they're on their own. Yeah. And... Um, I don't know the full story and you can go into that a little bit, but do you think that jujitsu gives them the skills to deal that would deal with those types of situations in a better way? Like, yeah, totally. Um, I think in that situation, particularly it was about six months ago and like I said, I've been doing jujitsu for for a long time. She's 14 now. She's been here since she's six, seven. And, um, and I think the situation she been she was with her cousin two or three girls and a boy yeah. they follow her put her in the corner and then they punch her and run away yeah so the situation the the way she deal with it i think was great she never panicked she never you know like oh i thought she could panic as a, as a 14 years old girl yeah. being, you know because she's a bit naive you know being a shopping center situation i was very worried and she was very composed very calm she was talking about and that I think come from all the you know yeah. all the training, their confidence, that 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 being exposed to, to someone touching you as well, you know what I mean? It doesn't make you a big deal, like you know what I mean? Mm. Like you can deal, you can be reasonable at exactly, the time because she's been there before. Because she's been in this position, someone tried to hold the neck, someone tried to in training situation, yeah. but it, it gives you that uh, you already experienced that before, you know. I think so, and the posture as well, the you know the way you. you the way you present yourself and, and, you know, just showing confidence. I think the confidence is the big thing and I think help her in that situation. I'm glad she didn't, you know, and make something bigger from that. Yeah. It could happen. But I believe, truly, with her experience, if something, like if the girl grabbed her or something, then she would find out, hold on, I, I know what to do. I know yeah. what to do oh, here. But because my, it was just my, a punch, yeah. it was like, whoa. Yeah. It's a bit surprised people punch in the uh, face. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's yeah. life and it's uh, a learning and it's part of yeah. it. We, we, we've also, like, we've added recently a heap more self-defense stuff and all this type of thing. Because yeah. um, <clears throat> you hear a lot of guys that, like, from, you know, your time of starting jiu-jitsu, you know, around that situation, man, they, that was the main component of the jiu-jitsu stuff. It wasn't so much geared towards the sports stuff. You know what I mean? In my time, I would say that nearly 
nearly every like purple belt would be exposed to some boxing. Yeah. Could be a guy doing boxing, you know what I mean? A guy coming and, and he's gonna like punch you, have to put it down. Like, you know, yeah, some you simulated, will be simulated yeah, situations. Yeah. We, we used to do a thing, a lot of course knows about, we used to do a thing in Rio called Taparia. Yeah. It's just uh, open hands, turn the lights off. At least maybe every second week. Ah. It was a fun, it was a fun mm. part. Mm. Everyone take the gear off, everyone in the middle. Of that. It was fun. Yeah, I know. I know. You know boys, we love it. <laughs> we used to have teams, like two teams, half there, half here, five. And like, sort of, like mm. street fights sort of thing. Mm. Of course, no open hands. But uh, we used to call taparia, and I think that's built as well. Yeah, 100%. Like, as crazy as it sounds, like, man, this is realistic. And the thing is, is the, the only way to be prepared for the real thing is to simulate the real thing. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And it's difficult for you to build the skills of how to protect yourself and there's multiple guys trying to hit you and all this stuff unless you're actually doing that. But even no gear, it was close guard. A guy can hit your head, open hand, you know, and you are, how are you going to get good at, you know, trapping your arm and put a triumph and understand that you have to make it happen when you get a submission. You have to protect your head. Like, you this is where you come from yeah. practice. That's why a few years ago here, no I'm sure remember that here, a few years ago, uh, someone was talking about punching thing and Edward said, I just can't believe you, you can't punch. And then one or two weeks after that, we, in a no gi class, Edward was doing one map, I of gloves, remember? Mm-hmm. I used to do. I've things. done a few things like that. Yeah, for sure. yeah, yeah. we spent like a, a month. Things. Everyone yeah. warmed up with gloves for a little yeah. bit, and yeah. I think just because Eduardo's think like, how can you be a blue belt and you can't fight? And yeah. he was yeah. like, I can't yeah. get it. And block. Yeah, and then you yeah. put us to do a bit of a. Yeah, and we do that with the kids a lot too. Yeah. Like there's there's segments we do. Use some pads and stuff like that. They, protect they have to protect. Yeah. They have to to know the time to come in. It, it's just crucial. The thing with uh, a lot of um, look, parents are busy. And they have to, they most of the time super busy because they have to provide, yeah, you know, yeah. and and life is busy, hectic and all that. And the teenagers will be, no matter how, I mean, your daughter is like the most like awesome, intelligent, you know what I mean, come from a good school, have good friends. It doesn't matter. They will be exposed yeah. to a certain form of Absolutely. aggression, okay, yeah. against them. No matter how nice they are. Um, sometimes, which happened to you, luckily... Uh, she haven't felt, uh, you know, she haven't felt bad, uh, so bad about it. And I think she spoke with the, you and, and yeah. you know, and, and, and her mom as well, which is great. Uh, but a lot of times they won't speak with mm. the parents, yeah. okay? Uh, and they won't know what to do and that will affect them a lot more, right? So it's super crucial to have this simulation, super conf- important to make them confident. It happened to me before. Like, I, I never, like, spoke to... Uh, there are a lot of things that I haven't brought it up with my parents. I had a great relationship. I came from a private school. Man, there was times that I had a knife in my bag. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like not many people knew that, but I had a knife in my bag. I didn't even know. I was thinking about that today. And I didn't even know why I had. But I was just like, if it's one-on-one, I can do it. I was good at jiu-jitsu at the time. I said, man, one-on-one, I can do it. But how about if they come like three or four? You know what I mean? Janeiro, by, by 14 you know, it's old. different there, right? But I didn't. I couldn't yeah. tell my parents. Like, there wasn't... Uh, that are openness, like that would be so crazy for my parents to kind of like you know understand that situation. Yeah, you know what I mean? By fourteen years old in Rio, uh, South Zone Rio private school as well, it is a bit you know you're a bit target. Yeah, you know even. But I tell you what, Fabio, that can happen here. That is the exactly yeah, yeah, the same. No, right. just days. And what I think that parents don't understand is that I like how important it is to build that confidence. A lot of parents don't understand 
the biggest uh, the, the biggest uh, how useful jiu-jitsu can be in that kid's life, you know what I mean? Building that confidence and building that attitude towards a problem, like how important that is for their lives. is one of the biggest investments they can do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but a lot of parents cannot, are not able to grasp that, you know? Because here, yeah, I, I noticed because my wife is, as you guys know, she's from Brisbane. And I talked to her a lot about our kids. And she said, oh, but I, used to, I didn't do that when I was a kid. And I, I talked to her, I said, you're a kid in Brisbane in the 90s. Mm. Brisbane in the 90s, this is totally different than Brisbane today. It changed so fast. Mm. I lived here for about almost 15 years, mm. and I'm noticing the difference. You know, it's changed so much. You see kids, my daughter's in high school. You see kids in high school today, it's just full on. So some parents should have in here in Brisbane mm. their, their old school conception that Brisbane is sure that, you know, that... Uh, very relaxing yeah the, the, man this is a very common like misconception that people have they think that their experience is what reality is and for everyone for, all the time for everyone and yeah. for everything and it's like man it, it, most of the, like this is i man i have these types of conversations with people all the time about all sorts of different subjects like your the thing that you experienced is your your appreciation of reality but that doesn't mean that's what the reality is you know, there's people in these countries that are starving and having this outcome. Yeah. There's people in this situation. And the thing is, is like, the reality is what it is, right? In in this country, things like this. In this country, things like that. In this situation, things are like this. In this job, things like that. But what people always draw from is their experience. And experience is subjective, dude. Because the environment can change and everything can change around it. All sorts of things are different. The yeah. thing is, is like you have to look at the big picture most of the time. Mm-hmm. And most people never step back far enough to look at the big picture. They only look at their own perspective. And your own perspective doesn't cover the whole thing. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So yeah. whether that's, you know, understanding how to run a gym in jiu-jitsu. You know how many people talk with you and be like, oh, man, you got the best life ever. You come here yeah. and you hang out and you do this and yeah, you got a coffee in the Have morning. Have you, you're, you're in thongs and blah. But they don't see you cleaning the mat. They don't see you organizing all the payments. They don't see all the negative parts. Only, their perspective or their image or their picture of what's happening is only what they see. They don't see everything else in, in behind closed doors. Same thing with somebody that's an athlete like me. Oh, man, you got the best life. You're training all the time. You're doing this. Well, but they don't see the... you got a picture on the podium. Yeah, on the wow, podium. Wow, and everyone's yeah, liking. Yeah, You're making many likes, I know. But, I know. Like, exactly, but they don't see the hours and hours yeah. of training. They don't the see... The injuries, man. The, all the, the injuries yeah. and coming back from it and all the, the lessons, stuff and all the, the failures train. and everything. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it, it, this is a very common thing that people get caught up in, particularly with, like, social media and stuff like mm-hmm. that, man. You know what I mean? Like, if you look on the internet, and this is one of the biggest problems for people now, like what's what's one of the biggest shifts or change from when you guys were growing up is, man, people are living through the internet now more than like in their normal yeah. life. Yeah. And man, this is, the world's changed. The problems that have come up now are different. You know what I mean? Like before you guys, you know, you'd carry a knife or whatever, or you'd, you know, you have to deal with certain guys in the street. But once you went home, you're safe. Now people deal with like this, Technical, technical, uh, technological point, yeah. bully or technological. Family. I mean, they can never shut it. You're off. not safe in home anymore. <clears throat> yeah, you're not. You're not safe at home. You yeah. can be sitting next to your parents. You're still not safe because yeah. someone's going on there and attacking your person, yeah. personality, or attacking yeah. you, or attacking. And people have to learn different skills now to deal with all these new problems. And Absolutely. the thing is, is, because they're so new, they don't know the best way to deal with it. Yeah. And that's also one of the reasons that I think doing martial arts and doing all these things are so important because it's such a 
powerful way of, you know, personal expression in, in a super safe, controlled environment that allows you to express yourself and allows you to build up this confidence and all this stuff and this thick skin because... And resilience. <laughs> resilience. And, and the thing is to do with the resilience thing is, man, you're going to lose here and you're going to lose here and you're going to lose here and you're going to lose here. And we talked with Brendan the last uh, podcast about how you have to learn to deal with failure. You have to learn to deal with no, not not achieving the things Only you want to achieve. Only will give you that. And, time, so. and this is a representation of life in a small controlled situation where, man, you're going to have to overcome these problems and you're going to have to figure out how to overcome them. And that helps you overcome and deal with this invisible enemy that's around all the time now as a yeah. you know, 12, 13-year-old kid. Do you know, uh, yesterday I was writing a letter for my coach because I did, um, he got a coral belt. Yeah. And oh, he said, man, come over, obviously. We're here so now. We're in nice. COVID. Yeah. I, we can't come. Yeah. So I was like, I reflected for a week, you know, I have to think about like, you know, things that I knew back then and how important things that I know now. It's a lot of reflection. Mm. And there was one thing that he did, um, thinking about how he brought, you know what I mean, what he, how he made so many people. Uh, I was the first person to say, oh, you, I want, don't, want, don't want you guys to be only good in jiu-jitsu or champions in jiu-jitsu. I want you guys champions in life. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And he did one thing that I think that we do here really well and uh, we can still do this to this day. He always said things as they were. He never sugarcoated. Yeah. Never. So what that did, this was my reflection. But I always, of course, man, at, at first, you might hate to hear something. Oh, yeah, you know what I mean? Time. Like you might feel, I didn't Offended. love him all the time. You'd do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because he's, he's offended. Like he shows some weakness that you have to address. You know what mm. I mean? He tells something that you're Teaching doing wrong. Hard ways. Yeah. And um, that brings, the funny thing is that by not sugarcoating, uh, that brings you accountability. Yeah, do you know what I mean? For sure. And I found it extremely hard. A whole model has to do this for you. And I found it extremely hard for the parents to won't be able to do as good job as a whole model involved. For example, it was this case in Jiu-Jitsu. Do you know what I mean? The way they say as it is right in your face, this is it. If you like it, you like it. You don't like it, you don't like it. Parents who have a problem because they have to make dinner. They have to, you know, the yeah. kids they say they have one of them to eat. Like, then they sc- like it gets too many. I think the problem. Tests. I think the problem with like this personal thing, whether it's relationship, uh, personal, like husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, um, child, and and mother and, and and father or whatever. The problem with this is because they have so much love and care for the person, even though being honest and being truthful is the most loving thing you can do. They feel as if they're upsetting or hurting Correct. this person that they care so much about. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of the time, they don't want to do that. They don't want to be. They don't want to be honest because it's so hurtful to these people because it's coming from somebody, you know, that cares so much and has so much love and care for them. But the problem is, is when you do that, you're working against the best thing yeah. for the person. You're working against, and the, and and it's a contradictory, paradoxical thing. Like for you to be loving and caring, you need to tell them the truth, yeah. but it's hard now somebody that's in a different position where you don't have the same level of intimacy, man, you can be a little more upfront. You can be a little more straightforward and say, hey, look, this is a situation. And you know what the the situation ends up being is you have great respect for somebody that does that. You you have a lot of value for somebody that can do that for you and help you with that. 
the, and you, but that you were learned, you learned really well to for life. Yeah, like you, you I, absolutely for all sorts of things. Life moment you were but down the track you appreciate it. hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, yeah, it feels yeah. horrible now, but at later the time, on it's important. Sometimes I didn't yeah. like it at all. I, I, you know, like have that. Oh, you know, you know. But nowadays I look back, oh, man, that was the <laughs> best thing. You know what I mean? And. Yeah. He did with many. That's the other thing. This didn't work only with me. But that's it with one of the big char characteristics of a jiu-jitsu professor, I think. Uh, maybe with my experience back in home, they're always very hard with the students, but also very tender and very family. Yes, it's like yeah, a it's a skill, because they mean it well. Yeah, yeah. 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 but, but like well. like you guys are talking about, this this is like a learned skill. You have to learn when to you know be honest and tell the truth, and then you have to learn when to massage the guy's heart or the person's yeah. heart, or the, and you have to learn how to interact. Like man, if you listen to some stuff that Hicks and Gracie talks about, or other great coaches, or other people that understand deep things about life, man, there, there's no right or wrong. It's just. This is the time for this, and this is the time for that. And every single thing you do has a time and a place True. and a situation that it works and a situation that it doesn't. The one thing I do want to mention from what I was talking before is you cannot learn about yourself or improve in life as a human being without someone else's input. Interacting with another thing or another person is essential, is, is essential for you to recognize the things that you do and the things that you fail at and the things you're good at. Another human being is a mirror for you, right? To recognize how you behave. Which I, it doesn't matter w w at what level, whether you're a, t a child or not an adult, your or whatever. Experience, but you need the others. Not my experience, but the way I behave is going to cause you to say things and do things, and I have to go. Oh, wait a second, something's wrong. I I'm too aggressive and I'm too grumpy in the way I'm teaching the classes, yeah. and people start going, "Hey, man, you, you've been this," or "Hey, man, like you know, this, you're being a bit serious," or, or, or you or you notice that the people you're teaching aren't enjoying. They're not having fun. Mm -hmm. And then you go, wait a second, I need to have a look at what I'm doing. And the thing is, is most people never analyze their interaction with other people and they don't use that opportunity to learn about themselves. Whether it's learning accountability because, um, you know, the guy telling you this, you could choose to go, oh, screw that guy, what the hell does he know, and do whatever you want and say, I'm not going to use that interaction to help me learn. You rely on other people for everything, and you always will. We're, we're you're communal. That's yeah. how human beings are. And you change with the time, isn't it? You, 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 absolutely, but that, that, that's a particular person. I think now people are becoming more and more antisocial, and any negative interaction you have with a person, they don't use that to grow. They go, oh, screw you. I'm not using you anymore. I'm going to find somebody else. And they keep going to things and trying to find their thing they want, but not the thing that they need. And the thing they need is to recognize, wait a second, oh, I'm not doing the right thing or this is not working for me or actually that person has some point of, of um, you know, honesty. Oh, yeah, that's right. I am doing those things wrong. I should improve that's on that. People skewed as well. It's not for everyone. Eh? That no, that is, yeah, that is, that is uh, for everyone. Sure. Everyone should have these build, skills. But you can always build, improve a little bit. You know, Everyone like should, that. but like to deal with people, I think what you guys do is great. I told you about many times, mate. You're here dealing with 10 people in the morning or 20 people in the afternoon. I don't know how many people a day. And it's just full on because everyone has your feelings, your yeah. emotions, your problems, and you absorb all that. And then you have to be composed enough to not bring all these issues for everyone else. Mm -hmm. I think it's a, a big job you guys do. You know, as a, 
professor. Yeah, man. It, it's it, like it, it's difficult. It's like any skill. Like the more you do it, the better you get at it, the more you understand. And you're never going to stop learning, man. This is going to go on forever. Just the same yeah. with any other situation, like relationships, isn't it? romantic relationships, Father, like man, you don't you you don't uh, exist by understanding how to deal well with other people. That's a skill you're going to learn that for the rest of your life. You know, what I mean, they teach you how to do math and English in school. They don't teach you how to get along with another person. Then man, that's hard. It's hard. Yeah. They don't teach you how to be a good mother or father. Yeah, do you know what I mean. You don't. You, you learn that by doing it. Yeah, and then trying to notice, like, oh, what well, you know. And there's no perfect way. You're going to make mistakes along the way. I think too. I used to have this friend in Brazil in my in my mm. high school. I think. Yeah, his name, he was, you know, the nerd, the guy, the nerd guy. The Nerdy guy, yeah, 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 geeky guy. Yeah. Geeky, very geeky. Everyone was bullying him for years, man. Yeah. And um, I lost contact with him. I went to another school. And then after years, when I went to André Pedernelas, yeah, he was one of those black belts there. Yeah. And I looked to him, I couldn't believe the guy, man. I said, my eye just can't be. That was about seven, 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 years. Or, seven years later or something yeah. like that, not much. And I couldn't believe it. I looked at the guy and said, whoa, man, what happened with you, dude? Like, how did you change so much like that? I said, oh, man, Jiu-Jitsu built me another person and changed me so much. And, and it did. Mm-hmm. Everyone could tell by looking to the guy, he was another person. Mm-hmm. He could never tell he would be where he was if he never been to this Jiu-Jitsu. And he said to me, my nana, because he used to with his nana, I was being bullied so much, my nana pushed me to do Jiu-Jitsu. It was nothing to do with me. Yeah. But I had no choice because I said, man, you're here or you're out of the house. And I have to do, mm. and it changed his life. Yeah, but see, this is that like um, situation that we just talked about with Vinny as well. Like, man, it's a tough love situation. Man, you need to do this because yeah. I know that this is not working and out, I, and, and you need to take this opportunity to grow and evolve and become a better person. And I see all the samples yeah. in my my whole life. There are people here that I, if I show that picture right when they arrived, because yeah. you take a picture yeah. and you see them now, mm. they're another almost like another long. person. But if we, if, if confidence is everything. Confidence is good to make you go and wake up and do something, or don't do it. Like confidence is the the, the X factor. Oh, what's what that builds that confidence? What that builds over the five, six, seven, ten years? What changed you so much? What, what does Jiu Jitsu have the other martial arts? I mean, what that builds that confidence so much in Jiu Jitsu? Do you guys know what? What is it? Um, look, I honestly think it's what I said before. It's Jiu Jitsu or this type of physical expression. You're learning like in a micro way how life works man you have to oh like oh you lost all right you got two choices sit there and cry and be like oh i'm suck i'm bad whatever or you go you know what i'm not Sorry, gonna yeah. let this happen again i'm gonna figure out a way to get better to, to improve this to change this and make it work and what are the things that what are the things <laughs> gives you rather than jiu-jitsu gives that on a daily basis Mm-hmm. hard to find right you know what I mean like, and, and in, particularly in such a tangible way like physically you can you know, like oh, if I move this way and try this physical way. and mental yeah mental absolutely mental I think is more like sec- most people don't think about mental or internal stuff most people just think about the physical and by default they're helping themselves mentally as well yeah but because do you know why because when people have problems in their relationship when people have problems in work when people have problems in this they don't look for fixes a lot of the time and they don't evolve from all these problems the the, the thing that i think that's really different about jiu-jitsu is it's physically tangible 
it's so uncomfortable to have somebody yeah, on top of you yeah. squeezing your neck and choking you and you're like there's no way i can continue that's my this. theory as well whereas whereas with like you know a job you don't like or a relationship that's not working out you, you like oh whatever and then you put up with it and then and people stay in situations that are like emotional or mental for 10 20 years that they're not happy I always with, and they don't that change what can be worse than someone <laughs> on top of you where you have a choke it's physical it's and physical then you finish to have a shower go to a meeting and then it's what can get worse than that nothing can get, there's nothing more uncomfortable than that for yeah, most people because it's super therapeutic as well like how are you gonna pay, pay think about a bill you, you always have to pay when someone's trying to choke so that's, that's, no that's, that's, the, that's the benefit of jiu-jitsu <laughs> but like in terms of like what what forces you to build this confidence or this problem solving attitude is man there's nothing more uncomfortable than yeah. that physically it's like a primal thing it's a primal level man you're dying you're getting killed right now the person yeah. is destroying you physically yeah. If I can't change my, if I, I if I don't change something right now about myself, man, I'm dead. I'm 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 not going to exist anymore. So yeah. that's I think that's where it hits in the brain, and that's why people evolve so much through jujitsu because it's physical torture, man. To like to some people. And for a small and, guy, the guy that's small and a bit weaker than average, and then after years training, like yourself, for example. <laughs> no, that's, 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 no, man, the Brazilian bear has definitely not got that problem. I think you change your mind so much, you know, after years training, you feel like, whoa, I'm not that little guy, man. You know, I might be, you know, not a giant, but I'm, I'm strong and confident. Yeah, I can do things. Yeah, yeah. I think physical adaptation is quicker than mental adaptation for people. Does that make sense? Like, so when you do physical activities, when you um, are forced to change or adapt through physical endeavors, people grow so much quicker because we, we just understand our bodies. We understand, and yeah. that translates to your brain and mind. And that's one of the quickest ways to change your mind is to do things. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't want to. I don't want to smoke anymore. But if you just sit there and say I don't want to smoke anymore, no one does anything. But if you take up the hobby of running. And now you're dying because of the smoking. You're going to go, man, there's no way I can smoke anymore. And, and that helps you change. Because physical things are the, are the pathway to your brain, I think. Absolutely. When I'll I make a connection with what you just hmm. said, Anto. I remember when Fabio arrived here, um, he was he was a smoker. Yeah, he was smoker. Right? Yeah. And I've seen a lot of people uh, stop smoking when they start doing a physical activity. Because you have to. Especially jiu-jitsu, I saw Jiu-Jitsu is so demanding. Like sometimes you're gonna have to, like you're gonna need air in your lungs. You know what I mean? Like and and with with cigarette smoke, you know, you diminish that inhale. So we're not gonna have it. And maybe people just put them in a position where physically Mm. they have to go. Man, I have to stop it. This is doing me Mm. really uh, this favor here in life. So. And I remember when you arrived here, I was super um, scared and like. like we, I saw you like doing the warm up, you start a hip scape. I was like, man, this guy needed needs a doctor certificate to keep training. Like I was that bad. It was four hip scape. Like, it's like, hey, have asthma? No, I was like, man, what? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I smoke a little bit, you know, like like I puff like that. The lifestyle, you know, being yeah. in England and sort of fresh here, I was assuming that I've been smoking for the four or five years in my life, yeah. and then I come train here with my brother-in-law Craig. Yeah. And then I remember one or two weeks here, you know, but I was still sneaking my cigarette because I was thinking, oh, I need to turn to shit, so I have to stop that, but it was hard. And then um, Craig, my brother, said, Eduardo come to us, said, how are you guys going? Guys enjoy, blah, blah. And Craig said, yeah, we're good. But he's still smoking cigarette. Did you guys start together? We start together, yeah. He said, yeah, we're good, but he's still smoking cigarette. Mm. And Eduardo looked at me and said, man, if you keep smoking cigarette, don't bother to come back. Like that. Mm. 
And I took that very serious. I said, I'm not going to do that, especially because my brothers keep going. I'm not going to be home smoking cigarettes. The challenge. Yeah. yeah. And I stopped because of that. Yeah. I think Jiu-Jitsu, Jiu-Jitsu brings you, like, because it's uh, expose yourself physically, yeah. right? And that activates you a, a quick answer. Jiu-Jitsu, I seen a lot of people, like, stop using drugs, stopping yeah. cigarettes, reducing or stopping but reducing a lot of alcohol because you can't go and get bashed tonight and train tomorrow you're not gonna you know what I mean yeah, it's not well. gonna do it it's not gonna change your lifestyle for like, sure. yeah and you change your lifestyle and you're a super busy guy like so many other people like in our ages like you run a business you have you have a lot of uh, people working under you yeah and I know you're a big uh, um, you, you, you do a lot of private classes as well yeah so What do you think, Fabio, are the benefits of doing private classes in BJJ and like with regularity? Because that's you know, another thing too. You did like blocks in regularity, not you know, one off. You know what? In my head, I'm always chasing something, you know, is I'm always chasing. So I, I just Anton, I think it's a great opportunity for us. Anton is a great jiu-jitsu, everyone knows. And he's a coach here, and we have an opportunity to have one-on-one with Anton. Why not? So I've been doing G's, I've done last couple of years quite a lot, and, uh, and, and just chasing, chasing something extra, you know, chasing something that I can get. I've got a lot of little things that, you know, I think it's just chasing something better, so always something extra you can, can give to you that you think you're not having in a class with everyone. And I was always chasing something. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but I'm always <laughs> chasing something. Yeah. And, and then, as you guys know, Jiu-Jitsu for me always been a bit difficult because back in the days when I started, I was a big boy as well. Mm. You know, and I always been... So that's my biggest advice for anyone starting Jiu-Jitsu today. I tell the boys when I see a white belt step in the gym and I have a bit of a, you know, friendship with the guys and, mate, you know, I take this advice. Don't use your muscle, man. Don't use your muscle. Oh, I tell them every day to today. There's always, to. always someone stronger, man. There's always someone big. There's always don't someone stronger. And they only last for a percent. They won't cut it. When yeah. you go for yeah. 40, won't cut it. That's why I done a lot back in the days because I was strong. And I, so I, I thought that was the, the thing. Mm. So these days, I'm still struggling. I'm brown belt. I'm still struggling to leave this in the past, as you guys know. So that's why I chased. I chased man. The more time you yeah. take to do this transition, the more hard it will be because you built on a yeah. habit for many years. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's difficult, man, but like anything. Um, and again, this is like a, a physical adaptation thing. Like you can't keep it up after a certain age. You can't physically keep it up. So Absolutely. you got no choice, man. You're going to have to change the way you think and the way you believe and the way you take things in and your perspective on stuff because of, again, physicality. I don't, I don't know what it is, because this connects to the same thing we talked about before. I don't know what it is. I think it's like a primal thing. It's like un people understand their body way more than their mind because it's tangible. They can touch this. Sure. They can see that, my, my elbow's in pain. Oh, my God, or whatever. Or, or my neck's getting sore. Oh, man, I can't muscle up anymore. I'm dying. I can't just go bash to bash. You know what I mean? You know, two bulls in a, in a, in a, uh, you know, in a field smashing mm -hmm. each other. It doesn't work anymore. My body's deteriorating. My body's falling apart. And this, like, primal level of survival and understanding, like, your physical safety is at risk. My physical health is at risk. This is something that accesses people's brain. Mm -hmm. Man, yeah. there's so many people. People, most people don't change until they're on rock bottom. You know what I mean? Like, 
you know, everyone's doing all these horrible things or whatever. They, they, they're smoking, they're drinking, they're taking drugs, whatever, and then they get a major disease and they go, oh, shit, it's time to change. 100%. But, man, you could have avoided that 10 years ago. You could have stopped. Or when you're full of injuries because you yeah, keep correct, forcing correct. yourself into your body's yeah. not You, you don't anymore. stretch. Man, I've had the same situation yeah. where I have to add more and I haven't been very, you know, strict with it. I need to continue to force myself to stretch and do all this stuff. Otherwise, I'll get injured again. Mm. And this is the thing, like, this physical um, adaptation kind of like accesses your brain, man, and mm. forces you to change how you believe and think. Because if you don't change that, you don't change your behavior. But I think it actually starts with the behavior first. You just start doing it. You just start doing the thing you need to do. Because mm-hmm. most people sit there and go, oh, I want to change my mind. I want to change how I think. I want to change. Man, that doesn't change. You have to physically You have to do um, things to change that. Yeah, they have it. It's like to stop to smoke cigarettes, you have to stop to buy it. If you Correct. don't stop to buy and put in your hands, you won't stop to, to buff it. Correct. Um, and But the catalyst for you to change all that is to put yourself in a situation where yeah. you feel shit physically. Man, I'm going to go and run. I'm going to go and train. Man, I cannot do this stuff that I want to do. What's, I, can't, I don't even have free will in my own life anymore. I can't even do the things I want because of my behaviors. Mm-hmm. Massive challenge. Massive yeah. challenge. And, and that's why people chase you and keep chasing. That's why you're black belt and you're still training and loving it. Mm-hmm. Because you can be as old as you, 80 years old. And if you shoot, you're going to chase something because you keep chasing. Mm-hmm. It's a challenge. It's a massive challenge. Yeah. You, you're never going to get to a point where you know everything in jiu-jitsu. You're never going to get to a point where you know anything in life. But the goal is just to continually improve every day, man. Mm. It, it never stops. And when you do stop, man, you have all these horrible outcomes. You cannot stop moving forward. Yeah. That's the situation. Whether it's business, life, relationship, whatever, you just truck on and you just march forward and get better and better and better and better until you die, man. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah. And anything outside of that attitude, man, leaves you in situ- situations where you don't enjoy, man. It's mm. not fun. It's not happy. It's not good. And it's tiring. And it's going to be tiring for the rest of your life. But rewards because you you get some some little wins, you know, like hundred percent. Take take time. Some people take. I I, I sometimes mm. I take three years to realize I got good in something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that little thing said, oh, that's that's why I keep doing. Correct. That's why I keep Correct. coming back. Absolutely. Because I, you know, I might take ten ten times longer than average, but I, I'm taking my time and I got it. Yeah, you said something for me really nice the other day because I had a good conversation with Fabio. He's like, man, when you achieve something, like you should have like a celebration yeah, you know what i mean yeah. like no just because that that was something you you work hard you achieve so then you should like you know have a good moment enjoy yourself otherwise you just chase and chase chase without any like fulfillment you know what Rewind i mean yourself. you lose the track of why you're doing things as well yeah yeah, it's yeah very I, agree. I agree you have to find a balance with that you, you, right. you can't be too much celebration otherwise you no 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 celebration is just but like, it also can't like yeah. man i think I'm just more go 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 i think yeah. i'm more on the opposite and man i just want to keep going keep going yeah. i don't celebrate little wins and stuff like yeah. that I, that's hard for me because i'm like ah, who cares i just want to but that more. celebration can be at two minutes in the period yeah, exactly yeah 100 exactly, exactly man i agree it's exactly. just a look or yeah. something yeah. and go wow this just yeah. makes me feel so good that's why i'm doing all this just for you yeah, it's for you. I do this a lot in my business, but uh, in, in, I try to do it with my kids, with my family, yeah. and with Jiu-Jitsu. Every little thing again, I'm happy with it. I think that's the reason why I keep going. And allows yourself to go, oh, okay, oh, this is what I've done, that's good, and how can I, what can I do now? What angle can I go? Can I go a bit more yeah, like yeah. this? Just that re- complete package of uh, reflection. You know? Reflection of gratitude. Yeah, yeah that as well. Yeah. Uh, Fabio, uh, look, just to... To bring it up as well, being a busy guy, um, a lot of people, like when they reach our ages, you know, they go, 
oh, I can't come every day. And it's obvious, like, no one, like, in our age, you know, with all the, yeah. the, the tasks and busy lives that we have, we can't come. Like, when you're younger, you can, you yeah. know what I mean? But as you get older, it's much harder, yeah. family, etc. Um, so then you're going to find yourself coming twice, three times a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's really important, perhaps, having a private there's an also also like you you become a member of a BJJ on one, well, yeah, yeah. which is an online curriculum that has more than 500 positions, uh, and they all um, categorized by situations. You know, like mm-hmm. by position situations. For example, half guard, half guard sweeps, uh, open guard passes, uh, submissions from out, etc. So, how do you find that? And they follow a lot the the Gaha curriculum. So yeah. I. I, I don't know why though the, the a lot of Gaha students are not like you know what I mean? Like we have a big percentage yeah. and we can see the results. But I don't know why people are, are, are not joining in because it's such a good thing. I just wanna see you your like your testimonial. Extension of your your class because he's he's your coach. You know, you know the voice, you know the way he talks, you're familiar with everything. And and I I just feel like a bit of extension. I think actually it's a it's a very good thing for us as students from the gym to be part of it. Uh, it's just an extension of your class. I actually like to, to know sometimes in bed is a horrible habit and then have the mobile and start to look things. And then that's why I went to one-on-one. I said, man, if I'm wasting my time with Chase, at least I'm going to do something. I'm learning something and I'm going to put in practice my life yeah. with Jiu-Jitsu. And then uh, it is great, man. It's so many details and it's just, just really good. I really like it. No, I had um, people send messages and like, oh, they're on a flight. Oh, jiu-jitsu at 10,000 feet. They're on there watching the thing <laughs> and stuff like that. So, mm. man, it's just a good tool to just continue learning rather than like switching off. And you know, watching, you know, a lot yeah. of bullshit. In yeah, YouTube. and it's normal that to do that as well. I'm like, man, you got access on YouTube too. If you want to watch it there, watch it there. If you want to watch our YouTube, there's free stuff on there too. If you want to watch on on the actual website where you got all the positions and all the podcasts and everything, go there too. But the thing is, is like you you can't get good at things unless you really focus in on it and narrow it down. Like you have to think about it in this. All right, let's just put it into like a serious um, uh, view. Man, you hear? Let's say you do three classes a week, right? You you got three hours a week or or four hours Mm -hmm. a week all up of work, Mm -hmm. right? Man, half of that time spent rolling, half of that time spent drilling techniques and listening to somebody do it, or even 15 minutes is spent listening and 15 minutes is spent drilling yourself. Yeah. And that's not a lot of time. If you add it up over all the classes, 45 minutes, 45 minutes of drilling out of every week, man, it's not a lot of time. No. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to get good at something, you got to dedicate time and effort into it. And this is just something that's going to help you. You know what I mean? Whether you want to drill at home, whether you want to watch the positions and then try them in the classes, whatever, it doesn't matter. You need to put time and effort into the things you want to improve outside of when you're doing it. Because also, you can't be here five times a week, 20 times a week, yeah. you know, it's 22 times a week like I am. It's not possible. But you can do this stuff at home. You can at least think about it and watch it at home to help yourself progress and improve. And it's super quick. You don't have to watch the whole thing. Like, you know, like 10 minutes one day, five minutes even, like you get the... Because the good thing, in my opinion, is that the ability... Because I use as well, like the ability to revisit a position. And then you go, oh, this is all that detail. I can't wait to put that detail. This Mm -hmm. is what was missing. So that's important. I I remember you guys went to Japan a couple years ago, three years ago. And you guys told me something... uh, uh, 
you know, I always think about the coach that I was teaching an arm lock, a simple arm lock, and you both spend the whole five minutes looking as it was the first day. Mm. And you learn something mm. from that. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened, and people won't believe it. You do learn for every position, every time, because it's always something new. And even different. we couldn't understand Japanese, you know what I mean? We can still, we can look, still look and look pay attention and like, oh, man, yeah. that's an interesting detail, whatever. Like, And no one says a word. It's like you can f- like listen to a, a pin going drop like on, the a drop on the floor. Man. Yeah, yeah. the American back to have, um, the, which is training here, Jeremy. Yeah. Jeremy, when uh, when we do drilling, I used to drill with him sometimes, and he's tell me, Fabio, see, like, people not drilling, see people do two, three drills and, talk, and yeah. stop and talk? Don't do that, man. If you the coach give you 10 minutes to drill, drill that 10 minutes, man. Yeah. Do the most we Man, can. we talked about this with Matt Barr, like, he, he And I've been also. doing this yeah. since then. That's about four years. Mm-hmm. And and makes huge difference. And you look around, people that just want to drill and start to talk. And mm-hmm. Accumulates and adds up, you know what I mean? Those 100%. guys that are spending three minutes every 100%. session drilling instead of the 15. Man, the guy that's doing 15 and then does an extra five at the end, man, that's the guy that's going to be purple belt, brown belt, black belt. Because... It, it, it accumulates over years, you know what I mean? And that comes it, from a black belt. And that builds your responsibility. Like it takes you, it becomes, you become accountable. Once you've done through 15 minutes, by the time that happening training, I'm pretty sure you feel more like accountable. Yeah. Man, I've done this. I waste 15 minutes. I want to put that on right now and see yeah. how it works, you know? Yeah, I start to do, uh, you know, more and more since there. And he was a black belt telling me there. Mm. And I feel like when he said that, I said, man, if he's a black belt and he's doing more than anyone, you know, that's the way to go. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Man, the, the work equals the result, man. Like, <laughs> people will always complain. And, the, man, you're in control of your life. You want to get better? Do the work, man. It's yeah. not hard. Yeah. You want a better business? Do more. You want a better relationship? Man, fix it or change it or find somewhere else. Whatever. Time. Work for it. Everything you want in life is difficult and hard. And if you do the work, you will get that. It's not easy. It's going to be hard, man. You're going to struggle through it. And you're going to have to celebrate the victories and overcome the losses. But that is how it is. There is no other fantasy land version of it. No pain or gain, eh? Correct, man. There's yeah. no other way. And it's also like the, 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 the way you deal with things is not like, oh, yeah, I saw that. Okay, next. Yeah. That's the biggest problem too. Like you yeah. have to revisit. You have to review. You have to think through it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You have to adjust. And that's I mean, what people that, that's normal takes too. forever. That's normal too. Like, you know, you start getting better at this and you neglect that. And then you got to go, oh, shit, got to pick that up again. Yeah, yeah. You notice that. Yeah. Man, that. This is <laughs> all the time. Repeated all the time. and all the time repeated. Like, you're going to have these problems. You're going to have these things. It is so hard to balance yeah. anything. Yeah. Man, life is a juggling act constantly. And that's what we're talking about. Like, doesn't matter how old you get. You're just trying to figure out how to balance everything and control everything and keep moving forward at the same no, time. Yeah, for sure. It's hard, man. And sometimes you're going to drop the plate. And you're going to clean it up. And then you're going to get another one and start balancing them again. And yeah. That's how it is, man. Can't stop. Fabio. Thank you very much to be the model for our dark gray t-shirt today. First one to have the dark gray Gaha t-shirt. It looks amazing. I want to get one for me as well. Um, Look, to be honest, I mean, Fabio is a really good friend of mine. So for me, it's a privilege to have uh, him and his family training here. Uh, But also, I think he's a great um, person to have anywhere, but in this gym, because it brings the, 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 the culture, you know what I mean, the friendship, the, the, the good values 
the Thank family you. friendliness, mm. the the like I speak to everyone, you know, like regardless of like where they come from, what they do, doesn't matter. This is everyone the same. Yeah. Just have a good time, you know. That's it. Above all, so I think that's uh, your example, like I think for a lot of people to follow. Uh, really appreciate like have you and uh, your kids training here. Appreciate also taking the time to be on the podcast with us. Thank you, man. and sharing some. Yeah. Uh, Thank Good advice. Much. Yeah, thank you so much, Fab. It's, it's man. It's always been a pleasure to you know to um you know train with you and, and help you and instruct you and stuff like that. But man, exactly like what I was saying, you just a um uh, such a good example of a, a joyous, enjoyable guy that man. It, man, you're here to enjoy the life, man. It's, it doesn't have to be about serious and upset all the time and like oh, I need a beat, man. It's just enjoy. I'm here to enjoy. I'm here to enjoy with other people, build good connections and relationships, and man. He loves a good barbecue. And be happy. That's it. Yeah, man. Good barbecue, good jujitsu, man. You're Don't forget guy. the rock soul. Huh? No, no, no. Charcoal. Charcoal and the rock soul. That's it. <laughs> That's That's it. it. Thank you very Thanks much. So much. Thank you, mate. Love the medium t-shirt, mate. Looks great. <laughs>